the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for starting your day with us on AM 1420. The answer at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the 12th morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, big show coming up for you today. We've got a lot of very great guests that we are going to be speaking with, and we are going to replay an interview. I don't normally do that unless it's a best-of show, but we're going to replay an interview that I did last month with Professor Jason Hill from DePaul University. Why? Well, because he wrote, when I spoke with him a month ago, he had written a tremendous um uh, op-ed, it technically framed as an open letter to the 16-year-old uh, Swedish girl who took the United Nations to task for things like, you know, developing countries and uh, advancing technology and civilization and so on and so forth. Uh, it was a phenomenal op-ed. Uh, and I read portions of it yesterday on the Dennis Prager show. And I thought, you know, rather than reading portions of it back to you again today, let's bring Jason Hill back on. Or actually, not bring him back on, but we're going to replay for you the conversation that I had yesterday, or excuse me, last month, because yesterday, uh, Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old, was named the Time Magazine Person of the Year. We talked about it some on yesterday's program. I talked about it at more length on Prager's program yesterday. But I want to bring back, back uh, Dr. Jason Hill's conversation from a month ago. And have that for you uh, today. Also, speaking of doctors, Dr. Everett Piper will be joining us uh, at the top of the next hour. And uh, let's see. Uh, I also want some phone calls from you. Uh, 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers will get you here. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, discussing all of the most important events. That I will tell you this <clears throat> at the top of the show. It might seem a little disjointed today, uh, more so than normal, perhaps, uh, because it, on, this is one of the busiest news times. I was so glad to have five hours yesterday 
to try to sort through everything going on in Washington um, and, and really throughout the country. But, I mean, between the Inspector General's report hitting on Monday and all of the backlash from it and yesterday's grilling of Horowitz, uh, Michael Horowitz, by the Senate Judiciary Committee, those two events literally are just taking up hours and hours and hours of time, and we need to make sense of all of it because there are uh, there are very directly impactful uh, statements being made for the 2020 election. Things that you're hearing now from Washington uh, in both the articles of impeachment being introduced, and they will be voted on by committee today uh, after the markup session last night and what continues this morning. Uh, they're going to vote on that in committee today. Then next week they'll have a full uh, House impeachment vote to send those articles to the Senate for trial. And all of this is going on at the same time. Uh, and, and it's very impactful to what's going to happen next year, uh, in 11 months from now in the presidential election. So there's a ton of go- a ton of stuff going on here, a ton of stuff we want to try to make sense of, and we'll do our very best to do that. We're going to start with the IG uh, IG uh, uh, testimony yesterday before the Senate Judiciary Committee because Michael Horowitz um, it, it, it just poked massive holes in any suggestion that James Comey and the FBI was vindicated, that they were vindicated by the IG report because he decided, Horowitz did, that he couldn't prove political bias in this... Um, uh, in this, uh, uh, in the FBI's handling of the uh, warrantless, or excuse me, the warranted by the FISA court, the wiretapping of uh, Team Trump, this investigation turned up all kinds of FBI abuses. But because Horowitz said he couldn't prove political bias, which is just insane, as a lot of the candidate or the uh, senators yesterday uh, questioned and discussed with Horowitz his findings, it's just ridiculous to say there were no biases in, among the FBI agents who committed all of these errors and omissions and uh, 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 altered reports and so on and so forth, relied upon an unverified paid for by the DNC and political opponents of President Trump, including the former British spy, a foreign source who wanted to impact our election, Christopher Steele, who commissioned and wrote the report uh, known as the uh, dossier, the Steele dossier, who absolutely was committed to not letting Donald Trump win the American election. All of those things are just massive examples of evidence, and this was all proven by uh, Horowitz's opening statement and questioning by the likes of Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and several others. Uh, then the idea that the FBI has been vindicated by this is absolute hogwash. And anybody advancing that notion should be embarrassed, including and especially the former FBI director, James Comey. James Comey wrote an op-ed. It's like he had it pre-written once he found out what the leaks, you know, the the, the leaked uh, versions of the Horowitz report were going to say, that they couldn't find any political bias. He wrote a big op-ed, taking a victory lap, saying, I told you I didn't do anything wrong. I told you the Bureau didn't do anything wrong. I told you, and now that Horowitz says there was no political bias, we are completely vindicated. That's what James Comey wants you to think is the is the outcome of all of this. James Comey is a liar. 
James Comey was fired from the FBI for good cause, for just cause. And yesterday, Inspector General Horowitz confirmed that statement. Thank you very much, and again to your team, thank you for the service you've done to the country here. Uh, The FBI, former FBI Director James Comey said this week that that your report vindicates him. Is that a fair assessment of your report? Um, You know, I think the activities we found here don't vindicate anybody who... The activities found here don't vindicate anybody who touched this. I think I clipped him off. Touch this. Uh, Let's uh, run a clip here. This is what Comey said in 2018. It would be nice to have sound. Do we have sound? Never mind. I'll read it. Director Comey, the reporter, is asking him, can I ask you a question on FISA abuse? It's a major issue for the Republicans. Do you have total confidence in the dossier when you used it to secure a surveillance warrant and also in the subsequent renewals? This was asked in December of 2018, about a year ago. Comey, I have total confidence that the FISA process was followed that the entire case was handled in a thoughtful, responsible way by DOJ and the FBI. I think the nation, I, I, I think the notion that FISA was abused here is nonsense. Would it be fair to say that you take issue with that statement? Certainly our findings were that yeah. there were significant so problems. So when Comey FISA. speaks about FISA, you shouldn't listen. You should listen to Mr. Horowitz. He's not vindicated. And to be concerned about the FISA warrant process is not nonsense. Uh, Christopher Steele, is it fair to say that he had a political bias against Donald Trump? Um, he, given who he was paid for, there was a bias that needed to be disclosed to the court. Does it seem that he all personally had a bias, not just because he's on the payroll of the Democratic Party, but he... Well, we found in the... All right, that's, that's uh, the, the point there that was important is that, number one... James Comey is wrong when he says this vindicates him, according to the inspector general that everybody on the left is rallying around now and his report. Uh, It does not vindicate James Comey, and it does not alleviate the FBI of the responsibility for the errors and omissions that they made, as it pertains especially to their presentation of a bunch of false information, phony information, fraudulent information contained in the Steele dossier, which we all know now was bought and paid for by the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. So in other words, the DNC and the Hillary campaign paid a foreign source, a Brit named Christopher Steele, who used Russian disinformation... to to compile into a dossier that was then given to our FBI so that the FBI could take that to the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign, thus interfering with the election. I hope you followed that, because what I just described to you is what they are trying to impeach Donald Trump for doing. They're accusing Donald Trump of going to foreign sources to try to investigate a political rival in order to impact the election. That's what this this impeachment thing is, is purportedly about, right? 
Isn't that what I just described that, that Hillary Clinton and the DNC did? And they did so. This is the worst part about this. My friends, please focus on this. I'm trying to be as very plain-spoken as I can. I'm trying to make this as, as simplified as possible. Sometimes I can oversimplify. But I really want this to be clear. All right? Donald Trump is being impeached by the Democrats. First of all, we know, simply because they hate him. That's why. They've been trying to impeach him for three years. But to the point, they're using the phone call with Ukraine as the basis of their impeachment, alleging that the president tried, he abused his power, they say, by trying to have a foreign country or foreign power um, do investigations that would impact a political rival, in this case, Joe Biden. That's why they're impeaching him. Yet, we now have proof as evidenced by the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, Michael Horowitz's report and testimony, that the Democrats, Hillary Clinton, and the DNC, did exactly the same thing and worse. Because in addition to using two foreign sources to get information and investigation of a political rival, they also used our government they didn't just use foreign government sources they used our own government against a political rival they used a brit named christopher Steele who hated donald trump they used russian disinformation gathered by the brit christopher Steele who hated donald trump so that's two countries involved here interfering with the American election on behalf of the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's two foreign countries involved in meddling with our elections at the behest of the DNC and the Clinton campaign. Then you add that to the fact that they then used hate uh, members of our own federal government in the FBI who hated Donald Trump so much that they would take that foreign-sourced information to the FISA court to get an illegal warrant to spy on Donald Trump's team. And not one, nor two, nor even three, but four American citizens on Team Trump were spied upon, were electronically surveilled, were illegally surveilled, as it turns out. Because the Steele dossier also, as uh, confirmed by the Inspector General's report, was just so much rubbish. I want you to really process that as we talk about this today and as we talk about this going forward. And as we listen to the House uh, 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 Judiciary Committee today voting to advance articles of impeachment to the full House for a vote next week, as every step of this goes by, understand that what they are accusing Donald Trump of doing, they have done and worse in the very same time frame. We're not talking about Bill Clinton. We're not talking about going back decades. We're talking about in the very same time frame, in fact, in the months leading up to the 2016 election in November of 2016 the democrats were doing exactly what they are accusing donald trump of doing now in 2019 and it's proven i have more audio with you i've got more uh quotes to share with you and of course i want to hear from you 216 901 888 281 1110 it's the authority
WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. All right, 926, I've got a lot more audio for you. I've got guests coming up, and as I said, I do want to hear from you. So let's go out to Lorraine County and say good morning to James here on AM 1420. Morning, Answer. Hi, James. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, hi, Bob. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Hey, what a, what a great time it is to be alive and to be an American. I agree. And if if you're a new American and uh, you're your first time studying the Constitution, like I am this year, I I decided to study it this year. Who knew it would, would be like this? Um, you, you've got to be amazed at, at the election process and how how we're trying to protect it. How Republicans are trying to protect it. It's it's good to good to know that people like uh, Jim Jordan, yourself, and others that are passionate about taking up the Constitution and studying it. Well, I'd, like to, I'd like to hear more of your guests, and, and that's. Uh, I just want to leave my call. Well, I'm glad you did, James. I appreciate that. And I'm going, to t- I'm going to say two things in response. Number one, you're right. This is a heck of a time for you to pick to uh, do some real constitutional study. More Americans should do that. And then you will find out the truth when you hear claims from the left saying they are impeaching Donald Trump to defend the Constitution, when what they are literally doing is shredding the Constitution. All right, not literally, but figuratively, shredding the Constitution. They literally are trying to um, amend the Constitution with their own words, trying to tell you, um, uh, you know, what they want you to believe, despite the fact that it is indeed uh, a huge misinformation campaign or a disinformation campaign. You're right when you say that, J- that Jim Jordan and others are trying to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Second thing I will say, is that there's an opportunity, and I'm not just saying this to promote my daughter's college, but whenever you hear uh, Dr. Larry Arnon with Hugh Hewitt and you hear other uh, folks from Hillsdale uh, talking about the Constitution, they offer, and I don't know if it's literally year-round, but multiple times per year, they offer a Constitution class. You can take a college course online for free from Hillsdale College. All you've got to do is commit yourself to sitting down in front of your screen and listening and studying and prepping. And you can take the college course on the Constitution for free. You will understand it more and better than you ever have before. Uh, even if you have tried to read it before, and it can be daunting, obviously. It's actually one of the shortest constitutions of all, all uh, free nations. But, uh, it, but, but it can be daunting, and it can be confusing, and the language may be a little bit tough to understand if you don't have a legal background. But they make it so understandable uh, and, and digestible. For the average layperson who doesn't have a, you know, uh, you don't even have to have a college degree, let alone a legal background. It's really an amazing thing. So if you want to truly understand the Constitution uh, to the to the point where you can understand what Jordan is talking about and understand the lies and see through what Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi are claiming about the Constitution when they do that, I would strongly urge you to go to hillsdale.edu. And again, I say this, you know, I mean, yeah, my daughter is a freshman there at Hillsdale, but I, I don't say this for any reason other than uh, education. 
Educate yourself. It's free. Uh, I get nothing for saying this. Uh, it's just a great opportunity to go to Hillsdale EDU and see when the next time they're offering the online course on the Constitution. And sign up. If you can find a way to do it, take that course, and you will uh, you will really, really thank me for that later on. All right, it's 930. We'll come right back after the news on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, 935 onward on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for joining us. We'll get back to the phone calls in a second here, but I want to share a little bit more with you from yesterday's testimony of the Inspector General Michael Horowitz, who inexplicably decided that there was no political bias in opening the FBI, the FBI opening the counter-surveillance, a.k.a. spying, um, uh, investigation of Team Trump, but he did say some things that were very easily understood, and that is that the FBI failed. The difference is, of course, he wants you to think that it was just, oh, these are just errors, just mistakes. It's amazing how every mistake that the FBI or other federal agencies commit are all just, they just happen to be mistakes that impact President Donald Trump in a negative way. They never make any mistakes that favor Donald Trump. They always make mistakes that... um uh, endanger Donald Trump's presidency. That's a shocking thing, and that's what we're supposed to believe. No, I don't believe that, but here's what he did say about the FBI's failures. This is Inspector General Horowitz. FBI leadership supported relying on Steele's reporting to seek a FISA order after being advised of concerns expressed by a department attorney that Steele may have been hired by someone associated with a rival candidate or campaign. Surveillance authority under FISA can significantly assist the government's efforts to combat terrorism, clandestine intelligence activity, and other threats to the national security. At the same time, the use of this authority unavoidably raises civil liberties concerns. FISA orders can be used to surveil U.S. persons, and in some cases, the surveillance will foreseeably collect information about the individual's constitutionally protected activities such as Carter Page's legitimate activities on behalf of a presidential campaign. The key word there is legitimate. Carter Page was engaged in legitimate activities as a representative. For ruling on applications for FISA orders are ex parte, meaning that unlike most court proceedings, the government is the only party present for the proceedings, and FISA orders have not been subject to scrutiny through subsequent adversarial proceedings like court-authorized like court search warrants and wiretap applications are potentially through the criminal process. In light of these concerns, the FISA statute and department and FBI policies and procedures have established important safeguards to protect the FISA application process from irregularities and abuse. Among the most, <coughs> among the most important are the requirements in FBI policy that every FISA application must contain a, quote, full and accurate, close quote, presentation of the facts, and that agents must ensure that all factual statements in FISA applications are, quote, scrupulously accurate, close quote. These are the standards for all FISA applications, regardless of the investigation sensitivity, regardless, I'm sorry, and it is incumbent upon the FBI to meet them in every application. Nevertheless, we found that investigators failed to meet their basic obligations of ensuring that the FISA applications were scrupulously accurate. 
I want you to hit that one. Focus on these. I'm going to pause from time to time so you understand this. FBI, the agency, the bureau that we are supposed to rely upon for federal law enforcement to make sure that they are beyond reproach. They are not allowed to be political. They are not allowed to favor a candidate over another candidate, a party over another party. They are supposed to ensure that things like FISA applications are scrupulously accurate, as the Inspector General said. Were they? We identified significant inaccuracies and omissions in each of the four applications. Seven in the first application, and a total of 17 by the final renewal application. How and why is that important? Because as the Inspector General went on to say... Those inaccuracies and omissions were crucial in getting the Steele dossier misinformation presented to the FISA court for spying on the Trump campaign. This cannot possibly be any more clear. The FBI took phony information... The FBI, which has previously, and, and Lindsey Graham spent a good portion of his opening statement in the uh, committee yesterday reading the text messages from Peter Strzok to Lisa Page showing how much they despised Donald Trump. And Strzok was indeed leading the investigation into Trump-Russia collusion. These are the individuals with clear political bias who then took the misinformation of the Steele dossier to present to the FISA, uh, the FBI, or, or to the FISA court rather, to get that warrant to spy on a, on a political rival. And th- this cannot be more clear. And as I.G. Horowitz also went on to say, the Department of Justice did not treat the FISA applications fairly, and moreover, they punished an American citizen. In this, in this uh, case, Carter Page, with that misinformation. Great job. The old adage is if, if you wake up and there's the lawn is wet, you can assume it rained. Uh, if you got a guy who hates Trump's guts from day one, thinks Pence is stupid, and everybody who voted for Trump's an idiot, and you give him power over Trump, maybe you're making a mistake. Or, again, maybe you know all these people who had these biases did nothing about it, you know, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't really matter. We know what they did. Uh, is it fair to say that after January 2017, when the guy who gave Steele all the information disavows the dossier, that not only they should have told the court, they should have slowed down? Do you think the second and third warrants had a legal basis after that point? Um, you know, we don't reach that conclusion, and I'm not going to. Would you have submitted? Would you have submitted a warrant application as a lawyer? Let me put it this way. I would not have submitted the one they put in. Okay. But no doubt about it. It had no business going in with that. So what I want you to know is in January 2017, the whole foundation for surveilling Carter Page collapses. Exculpatory information is ignored. They lie to the court about what the interview was all about. Is that a fair summary so far about the January 2017? Um, I'll... uh... (laughs) Uh, they certainly misled the, the, it was misleading to the court okay see see this is this is the thing that that ordinary americans like you and me we hate 
Lindsey Graham said they lied to the court. Is that fair to say? And Horowitz has to stumble and trip and fall all over himself to not say the word lies. As well, they, they misled the court. That, Inspector General Horowitz, means they lied. And why did they lie? Because of their clear and present bias against President-elect Donald Trump in January of 2017. They got a renewal of that phony FISA warrant by lying. Just say it out loud, Inspector General. Fair enough. And in January, about six months later, when they find more information that could be helpful to Mr. Page, they lie about it. Do you feel like Mr. Page was treated fairly by the Department of Justice and the FBI? Um, I don't think the Department of Justice fairly treated these FISAs, and he was on the receiving end of the FISA. You would not There you go. I don't feel like the uh, federal government fairly treated these FISAs, the FBI, and Carter Page was on the, quote, receiving end. That means he was mistreated as an innocent American civilian, uh, American citizen, and I hope he sues the FBI and the federal government for everything he can get. And I know that means suing us, the taxpayers, but you know what? I don't care. Some message has to be sent that the FBI cannot do this. As we have all said, this can never be allowed to happen again, all because of their just in indescribable hatred of a candidate and then a president-elect, and ever since then, the president of the United States, Donald Trump. The FBI went after Donald Trump's campaign with phony information in a steel dossier that they presented to a FISA court that was paid for by Hillary Clinton. So as I said before the break, the British, uh, a British source was involved in this. Russian sources were involved in this. And that's bad enough that two foreign governments involved themselves in a presidential election. Interference, meddling, whatever word they love to use. But also the, the American government meddled in the election on behalf of one candidate. Our FBI meddled in the election on behalf of the, the uh, uh, benefactors of Hillary Clinton's campaign. Her campaign and the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, they are the ones who paid for this information that was used in such a fraudulent way. For example, the Crossfire Hurricane team obtained information from Steele's primary subsource in January 2017 that raised significant questions about the reliability of the Steele reporting. This was particularly noteworthy because the FISA applications relied entirely on information from the from the steel I'm sorry from the primary subsources reporting to support the allegation that Page was coordinating with the Russian government on 2016 US presidential election activities. So there he is the Inspector General of the United States admitting and stating for the record under oath in the Senate Judiciary Committee that the FBI's FISA applications to spy on Donald Trump's team were entirely based on the Steele dossier. That that is such an amazingly important statement. I hope you understand that. The FBI of the United States of America, our federal government, under the DNC, or excuse me, under the control of the DOJ, the Department of Justice, run by Attorney General at the time, John, uh, Loretta Lynch, and uh, overseen by the President of the United States, Barack Obama. The Obama DOJ, the Obama FBI, literally cheated and denied basic 
constitutional liberties of American citizens because they were working for Hillary Clinton's opponent. It doesn't get bigger than this. That's why many of us, including Hugh Hewitt, including Dennis Prager, including Larry Elder, including Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and I've talked with all of them and I've sat in and hosted all of their shows, we all agree this is the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. This has never been done before. And worse yet, rather than immediately trying to correct and prevent this from ever happening again, rather than that, the Democrats in the Congress are using this worst scandal in history as the basis for impeaching the President of the United States. They started the impeachment process back when all of this was going on. And they're accusing Donald Trump of using foreign sources to spy on political rivals. For crying out loud, they used the governments of three nations, two foreign and our own, to spy on Donald Trump and meddle in our election uh, to spy on Donald Trump's team. B.J. in uh, North Olmsted. Hi, B.J., go ahead. This week, early, Dennis Prager from Israel said that the Israelites love and praise Donald Trump primarily because he named Jerusalem the capital. He also warned that he didn't understand why American Jews are so against Donald Trump. And we look at Nadler, we look at Schumer, we look at all these people attacking Donald Trump as an anti-Semitic. Well, yesterday Donald Trump signed papers that would protect anti-Semitism in this country from taking place against Jewish people. We have to become awake that there are certain groups in this country that have the money and the finances and their hatred to call this man anti-Semitic, anti-American, anti-this, anti-that. This is a serious situation, and I hope some of these groups start to wake up. Dennis Prager is an Orthodox Jew, and he would not say what he said if he didn't want to wake up a certain group of people in this country to stop this crap with their finances. Look who is running against Donald Trump and and stirring all this stuff up in Congress. It has to stop. Attacking Christianity, attacking people for the fact that they believe in a Jew as their Lord and Savior, and this mockery is coming from that same group. So there has to be some truths that are coming out, and they are coming out more and more. And people are waking up. And we can't be shy about what the truth is. This is a war going on. We're we're beyond just words. And what's happening in Congress, you watch the people that are perking up and going after this president. We are at war for the soul of this country right now. And we can't pussyfoot around without pointing out the real facts. God bless Dennis Prager for being an American and for being a a truthful speaking American. And I hope more of this comes out. Thank you for your time, Bob. BJ, I couldn't have said it any better. I, I agree completely. Thank you so much for the call. Dennis, of course, will be back on the air today. I sat in for him while he was in transit back from Israel uh, to the States, and uh, he will be on the air today at noon. Make sure you tune in for that. It's 9.50. Back after this. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. 
955. So tough to squeeze everything we want to do into two hours. I'm probably going to have to push the replay of the Jason Hill interview on Greta Thunberg to tomorrow's show because we have guests coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, it'll be Dr. Everett Piper. We have another guest coming up at the bottom of the hour. The director of No Safe Spaces, now playing in theaters near us, including in Lorain County, where I live. And I'll tell you about that coming up. We're going to talk to the director uh, about that. Justin Folk uh, directed the uh, film uh, of uh, Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. So we're going to talk about that coming up as well. And uh, so I'll probably have to push some of the uh, other stuff that I plan for today off until tomorrow. So uh, make sure you're with us then, too. Uh, a couple of quick calls before the top of the hour. Tabitha. In Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good to talk to you again, Tabitha. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for taking my call. I usually agree with BJ on most things, but this time he struck a nerve. You can't call these people Jews because they're not practicing Jews. They're really on the left. They're communists. They're Marxists. Uh, But they're not practicing Jews, which is why he admired Dennis Prager, who is. Um, so uh, these people have Jewish names, and unfortunately, they, they seem to uh, be putting everybody else in this one corner, this one designation. But they're not really practicing Jews, and I don't know what made them the way they are, but their parents and grandparents are probably turning over in their graves. Well, um, you know, that's a very, very great point. Um, as far as what made them the way they are, there is a significant theory about that that I've actually been reading a little bit. I talked to my friends Michael and Beverly Goldstein about this, who gave me a lot of reading material about why yeah. so many non-practicing Jews, but, you know, ethnic Jews, uh, but not necessarily religious Jews or practicing religious Jews, why they are the way they are. Like you said, they're beholden to liberal ideals, communist ideals, and so on and so forth. Um, and one and we're going to... Okay, go ahead. No, go Sorry. ahead. Go ahead, Tabitha. What else, what else <laughs> did you have? I was just going to add one thing about that, uh, and I agree with you, but many of them, they claim, are damaged from so many centuries of persecution that they're denying their heritage, and they've gone another way. And maybe that's what you've heard. I don't know. Well, well, I, I promise you this. We're, I'm gonna, and thank you for the call, and I'm glad you, you, you weighed in on this. Um, President Trump has gone out of his way, which is what BJ was talking about. He has gone out of his way to provide protections for Jews. And the, the funny part about this, and I referenced it on yesterday's show, but not, not, didn't spend nearly enough time on it. He, um, he being the president was attacked by the left claiming that he was actually doing something to harm Jews by declaring officially by executive order that um, uh, Jews, uh, uh, Judaism is a nationality in addition to being a religion so that protections from hostile actions on college campuses and elsewhere for Jews um, uh, would be would be would be given would be enhanced if you will. Um, the the ethnic part of it, the nationality, the that Judaism as a nationality, uh, in addition to a religion, it will actually help protect Jews against anti-Semitism in a lot of different circumstances. And the left went crazy, claiming that what he was doing was actually harming Jews and claiming that Judaism was not a religion, that it was only an ethnicity or a nationality. 
And he wasn't. He was doing the exact opposite, and it does enhance the protection of Jews. And so uh, it, it's, it's, I do understand what B.J. was talking about, and it is a complex issue with respect to why so many American Jews, and even Israeli Jews, um, are left of center, are supportive of socialist or communist policies and whatnot. And uh, uh, we will talk about that in the future, and in fact, the very near future, I promise you. Let me get T.J. in before the top of the hour. Hi, T.J., go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, the thing that, that I'm surprised about, where is these FISA judges? You know, all over the country, we have these activist judges trying to make policy for America. Now, this is one of the worst things done on a court that we've seen in our life, uh, uh, you know, this FISA court. Yeah. Yet they don't say nothing, do they? Are they part of this deep state? This I don't think court? they're allowed to. All they can do is go by what was presented to them. It's not their responsibility or duty. I don't even think they're allowed to question what is being presented to them. Uh, they are, they are to, if the FBI says this is what we have, this is why we want the warrant, they just ba- they judge based on what is presented to them. Its veracity and its accuracy is something that the court, is, I mean that the uh, uh, the uh, government is supposed to you know be be responsible for, not the judges. I don't think they're allowed to speak out on this. Well, well the thing is now they know they've been defrauded. Okay, they know yes. this, and they can speak out about that, but they're I not don't saying think so. nothing. I, I mean, don't think go, they can. Uh, I don't know, Bob. You go to any court, and you lie to a judge, I guarantee they're going to speak out about that, and there's going to be, you know, uh, something to pay for that. I, 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 I don't think this. so. I don't know that I've ever seen, you know, somebody who has lied in court and that had the judge be quoted in the newspapers. Um, I just don't think that's the case. No, I'll no, tell you I'm what talking, I'll do, my friend. I'm talking I'll judicial t- action taken against them, not going to the press. Okay. Or well, the, the only thing I think that could, well, see, again, the judge doesn't initiate action. Uh, you know, a, a punitive action against somebody who lies to them in court. A judge doesn't initiate that action. Somebody else, a prosecutor, would have to bring action against somebody for presenting false information, thus perjuring themselves, essentially, to a court. It's uh, The judges would hear that, but they wouldn't take that action upon themselves. But I'll tell you what I will do, TJ. I'll ask Peter the next time he's on, which will be Tuesday. Curse and I will know if judges are allowed to take action, allowed to speak out about things that have been in, put in front of them that are fraudulent to see exactly where that goes. Because Person I would know if anybody does. Uh, thanks for the call. It's 10.01. Let's get news now. Doctor. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.